stage. Snap photos from the pit. Documented musical stories. Thrashed in the crowd. And raged from the back. We are South Sisters! Welcome to another episode of the Sound Sister Podcast. I'm your host, Drea Doll. I'm here with my lovely ladies. Say hello, ladies. Hey, it's Angela Rose Red. Meow. Gabby Chaos. On this episode, we're going to be talking to April Shoopman, a.k.a. Shoop. And you might know her as the fucking rad drummer from such bands like Sniper 66, Threes Away, Lizzie Boredom, Bad Code Project, OC45, Fight Plan, and more, and more, and more, and more, and tons more, because she's just that fucking awesome. But before we bring her in, let's go around the room. Angela, what's going on with you? Meow! Um, (laughs) it's been great, you know, living that indoor COVID life, but um, doing a lot of video editing lately, which is been kind of a nice change of pace so trying to take some time to sharpen those skills so hopefully you know when things open up again i can utilize that in other areas but um a couple weeks ago we released our punk forefront revolt digital zine which featured you guys on it i had some uh photos that were like kind of from the vault from the last time we went on tour together so i decided to take an opportunity to like speak upon the last time i felt safe at a show and just really focus in on that um not necessarily just to reflect how i felt but just to kind of have a touchstone to something that i feel that everyone's feeling right now and uh you know we had a lot of commentary with like black lives matter and just saving our venues and different things like that. Uh, we're actively using that to kind of jumpstart some fundraising for Yucca Tap Room because they definitely have done a lot for us as far as fundraising through Punk Forefront and of course other things personally as far as like showcasing my art and obviously pl- playing with you guys and everything else. But it's, you know, trying to figure out different ways to still keep things moving in a way that's authentic to what's going on so yeah it looked awesome you guys did a great job thank you that means so much that means a lot it was uh we really wanted to it was hard because like punk forefront we've dev- it's hard because it's a group of us that consist of different musicians and then every show joe's in it and myself and then april she's also an artist so we come from these different perspectives but we're all super busy and uh you know we did a huge fundraiser and we did a printed zine a few years ago and then that was it we always talked about like hey we're gonna get together and do stuff we're gonna do stuff we're gonna do stuff well i have to hand it to april because the pandemic happened and and you know we actually about a year before then sat down to start a new zine titled revolt but that was before a lot of this shit started happening so april got on you know instant messenger group messenger and was like we need to fucking get together and do something. There's no reason why we're not. And like revolt is more relevant than ever. And so, you know, we stepped aside of our format and did it more digital, but still try to choose a platform that had that zine sort of feel. 
it was hard for me because I love printed material, but then you also have to think about what's the best way that we can do fast turnaround, get more fundraising out there because we're planning on doing other series to kickstart some other fundraising for other venues, but then also keep it safe because, you know, you don't want to try to, before we used to take our zine and put it in different places to help promote small businesses that were local, but we wanted to think globally. Right. So, well, I think the platform you guys chose to do it on, it made it feel like it was reading like an actual like zine and it was very well put together. So hopefully we see another zine soon. Yeah. Yeah. We'll definitely um, kickstart. We're kind of letting this one settle. I think we're still collecting some funds there. Um, we know a lot of other people are doing other initiatives such as this, but you know, it's just something that's very collective to all of us. And so we want to keep on rolling forward. So I think uh, we'll definitely be getting together and doing something else, another issue in a couple of months, as opposed to a couple years. <laughs> so stay tuned. <laughs> Gabby, what's up with you? I uh, just keep in busy, busy with printing, um, remodeling my shop, printing. Uh, I did about a 25 30 day like sober cleanse body thing and so i had a lot of free time so i'm like what can i do so i i stripped out my arizona room where my old print shop was and literally like floors carpet uh painted every inch of it and uh it looks fantastic and i took video so i don't know angela maybe you'll have to give you some video editing jobs that I don't have time for. Would love to. Yeah, I got like stacks and stacks and stacks. But, but anyways, I've been keeping busy, uh, trying to learn how to play the piano now because I've always wanted to. And uh, when I have lunch breaks, I I was learning how to play some fucking Mozart shit today, and <laughs> I was pretty stoked. Um, it's chill, just another you know break. Let's learn some Mozart. Right, and like the internet it. just makes it so easy to learn and like make things happen so um, there's no excuse for me to not know how to play the piano at this age so so i just been keeping busy but other than that same old same old still in quarantine so still haven't been able to hug you guys i miss so hugging you guys i, I miss it <laughs> <laughs> what about you Maria? i've been good i mean the band's still busy as ever. It's just a different kind of busy now. We're doing, I'm discovering it's more, it's going to be more of a virtual thing for us. And uh, who knows how long that's going to last. But we're busy. We've got things lined up. We're going to play a virtual show. And um, hopefully we're going to be releasing that vinyl soon. I think maybe like it'll come out in December. But I mean, and that's been a long time coming too. And, and that's something I feel super proud about because we've worked so hard and it's been a damn journey you know to get here but that's exciting it's going to be on colored vinyl if you're listening to this go look for the pre-order up on die laughing records but yeah dude i don't know it's just it's just a crazy time right now you know yeah i mean it's i think i wrote something to you guys when you released the last single and i said you know there is something to be said about recording the video about a year ago because you're one of the few bands out there that was able to do a full-on video and release it at this time without obviously putting people at risk so i mean 
it's crazy. I mean, I'm still doing press releases for you guys. I'm still doing things like that. I mean, I don't know how many other bands are still, I mean, a lot of people are doing what they can, but I mean, I think it's great that you guys are just pushing, you know, together. We're all pushing forward, you know, with it. So. And that's all we can do at this point is just kind of stick together and keep doing what we're doing and finding that drive, right? Like finding that passion and keeping, keep moving, moving forward with the band it's just i don't know it's just been kind of crazy lately so yeah <laughs> so i brought up talking about playing shows or lack thereof or in a virtual world we're actually going to discuss the national independent venue association and what they're actually doing to help bands like the venomous pinks or even bands that are bigger like the Foo fighters you know, we're coming to a part now in this pandemic where smaller businesses like the Yucca Tap Room, uh, Chopper John's, Rips, those venues are not getting any government federal aid in this pandemic. And it honestly, it like scares me to think like they're going to green light shows one day and we're not going to have anywhere to play. And that scares me. The biggest thing we can do right now is to be advocates for our smaller venues, like donating what we can, like supporting them however we can. Um, I know Angela, you said the zine, you know, they're donating funds to Yucca. I think that's great. Yeah. And I forgot to tell you guys, if you want to check it out, just go to Punk Forefront on Instagram or on um also on our Facebook, and I think in Sound Sisters, we also shared it as well and on my links as well. And it's called Punk Forefront Revolt, but there is a link that's active in it because that's what's cool about the digital zine, that there's interactive links. So then you can go to the PayPal and it is attached to the, the founder of Punk Forefront, but when we're done collecting the funds, we are gonna print and screen print our receipts of the entire funds that are donated because everything we did, of course, is for free, but we need to think big, start small, but think big, you know? Right. The whole thing too is like, dude, we're, we need to think like of the future and what's going to, what is that going to look like for the smaller bands? Like the, you know, us, like our whole foundation is built on smaller venues right now. Like we're just a little small fish in a huge ass pond. Uh, so what is, I, I mean, yucca like that's home like that is home away from home and it's scary to think that what if that was not around you know um so if you're listening and you're not familiar with the national independent venue association it is a movement to preserve and nurture the ecosystem of independent live music venues and promoters throughout the united states it's the final push to congress and there won't be another opportunity you guys did you hear what I just said? It's the final push to Congress and there won't be another opportunity. Uh, we need to save our stages and we need to restart. We need the restart app passed in order to keep independent venues nationwide from closing permanently. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna post the link on our website. We'll post it on our social media too. Go to www.saveourstages.com. Um, I went, I, I believe I went a few weeks ago and it, this website is awesome. 
you put your name, your address, it automatically chooses uh, your representatives in your state and it will email your representatives on your behalf and, um, you know, asking for them to push for this federal aid. And it's interesting because I didn't think I was going to get a response from any of them. Uh, I believe it sent it to four different uh, representatives in the state of Arizona. And I got, I'm sure I got like a copy and paste response, but the fact that I got like an email back, I was like, okay, like if enough of us keep doing this and keep trying to push this, like maybe, like maybe that'll be what can be like the push for one of these people to like do the right thing. And I mean, how many of us can say listening to this, you know, music saved my life for real. And and those venues are the vessel. Those venues are the vessel. Like literally, it's more than just a place to play music. It's a place to have, it's your livelihood. It's, it's our family. It's what keeps us together. Yeah. And I don't know how many emails you can send a day, but I mean, the last couple of weeks, uh, at least once a week, I've been going on there and sending it and it lets you send it. So I just been bombarding them with <laughs> emails uh, I only got a response once uh, actually I got like three emails from the same person so I don't know if that was just me <laughs> all that emails I've sent before but like you said it was like the copy paste kind of thing but the fact that you got a response is like huh, maybe maybe there is a small chance that these venues don't have to die off so and, and, and unfortunately, I mean, I, I think we can, per I w want us to know that we can persevere, but if we're going to go down, don't we want to go down for a fucking fight? Like with a fight, like we want to be punk as fuck, go in there, tear it up, save it, fight for what we believe in. And we got to do this because that again was the vessel and the stage for us to be able to sing our songs of our lives. Like we need to give that back. Yeah. And a fun fact is uh, one of the guys who started all this was Psycho Steve, who owns the Rebel Lounge out here. Um, so that was pretty awesome for him to take initiative on that and just like get this whole team of, I mean, it's, a, it's the whole country. So it's like, it, it's massive. So hopefully, you know, they're seeing some good results. I mean, I'm hoping. Uh, yes. It's not, and you know, like I was on the website and there's actually like an artist letter to Congress on here. Um, and what was interesting to me is that I know this is, you know, there's independent artists like us. And I mean, even Sniper 66, like April's band, we'll be talking to her later. Um, but here's some of the names that actually signed this letter that got sent to Congress. The Foo Fighters, Dave Grohl, Billie Eilish, Willie Nelson, Jimmy Buffett, Lady Gaga, Gary Clark Jr., Miranda Lambert, Coldplay, Neil Young, David Letterman, Jerry Seinfeld, Billy Joel, Randy Travis, Rita Ora, like huge names, Alabama, St. Vincent, Earth, Wind, and Fire, Carol Burnett, Cher. Uh, I mean, they fucking got Lady Gaga to sign this. Like, uh, I fucking love Gaga. <laughs> I do too. I mean, you, I mean, Jimmy Buffett, man. <laughs> like, the fuck? 
Uh, Ozzy Osbourne is on, on here. Uh, Joan Baez, guys. Trent Reznor from Nine Inch Nails. Remember my story from one of the earlier podcasts about going to see Nine Inch Nails and just being so blown away by them. I'd love to see that band again someday. The list goes on and on and on and on and on. It's just an impressive list of people that have signed this letter. But uh, there's Kesha on here? Yeah, like if you scroll all the way down. Kesha, that's cool. Um, Oh, yeah, she's on here. (laughs) Ian McKay from Fugazi and Minor Threat is on here. So, yeah, guys, please, like, like Angela said, you know, 100% back that up. We can't go out without a fight. It's scary to think about what that means for live music. Angela, you brought up an interesting topic in our DMs earlier about how I felt about shows being held at drive-ins. And, you know, it's, it's funny to think that that could be what playing a show looks like, but... I mean, let's be honest, that's a huge possibility at this point. I know Limit Club, we had them on one of the podcast episodes. They actually played a drive-in show uh, not too long ago. And I'm curious to know how it went and how they felt about it. Um, I mean, at this point, I'm feeling like I will play any show that is given to me. So if they want us to freaking play a drive-in and... If our fans are willing enough to come in, you know. Be safe in a safe way, of course. Exactly. And listen to music from their car. Then let's take this, like, if that is a baby step to, like, get live music back into people's uh, lives, then let's do it. I mean, it's all about adapting at this point. One thing that I do want to make clear, though, is the Venomous Pinks have been offered shows recently, and you guys have definitely declined them because you want, as much as you miss the live music aspect, you want to ensure your fan safety, number one, and your own safety. And that's pretty, that's pretty admirable, I think. But, you know, I just think it's pretty amazing because I know how much. I mean, it, it kills me not going to the show. Like sometimes like I've, I'll go on and I'll watch some of your like live footage just to remember what it's like to be in those moments. And it's, I mean, it's, I can't imagine what it, what it's like, you know, for you guys, you know, um, let alone, let alone like the little Mesa girl that, that likes to tag along with your big dreams, you know, like it's, I mean, it's, it's hard. And, and if something like just signing the bill, you know, or just, you know, writing, writing a message to Congress can help that. Like, why wouldn't we, why wouldn't we want to try and do that? not about you anymore you know what I mean it's 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 so much bigger get out get over yourself and just do what you can I mean not everybody of course can afford you know to um, maybe donate but there's other ways you can still like give back you know there's there's other ways to still help fight the fight and uh, like real quick I just want to say something that was like based off of my uh, my piece that I wrote like for you guys. Um, well, it was, it was for my heart, but it was definitely for you guys featuring the last like tour stuff. But 
Okay, it says, okay, so um, in between, um, you know, it's easy to say to your hometown heroes who are playing the Yucca Tap Room for the millionth time, I'll catch the next gig. That is, of course, until one day it is no longer safe because of a life-sucking illness that has taken over a reality. Okay, so from that, it says, I'm envious of the pre-Rona version of me that climbed in the van so carelessly. I wish I could have sang along louder and hugged everyone a little bit harder. So even though we can't necessarily do that to the degree that we did, this is our way of singing a little louder and hugging a little harder. Do what you can. Angela said it best. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, make sure you do your part. Go to the website. It fills it out for you, makes it simple, easy. There's no excuse, no excuses at this point. Let's do what we can do. All right, guys, that was a great discussion with Angela and Gabby about the future of live music and what that means to musicians around the world not just in Arizona. But what does that mean for your local scene? I'm honestly scared at this point. We want to apologize for the technical difficulties you heard in that segment. Not sure what happened there, but hey, that's the reality when you have to use Zoom to meet. And uh, I'm punching this in, if you can't tell. So uh, right now, we're actually going to bring on Shoop, aka April Shoopman, from Sniper 66, right here on the Sound Sister Podcast.
Oh, it's going, man. I'm trying to trying to have little projects for myself, keep myself busy. We've been uh, practicing again, so that's been nice. A little bit of some sense of normalcy coming back a little bit. <laughs> how, how long has it been since you guys, like, got together and jammed? Well, the end of, or mid-March is when we had our last kind of bit together. We played a show on the 16th of March, and it, even then it was like, oh, it's kind of sketchy. But we did it anyway. Nobody got anything from that show, thank God. But it was it was definitely for two weeks. We were like, oh, I hope no <laughs> one gets this shit. Right. So, so, um, so from March until we got a, a practice space um, a little over a month ago. So it had been like, what, three months or so that we just didn't do it. I didn't play drums for three months. And it was super weird because I'm usually like almost every day. You know, for a few yeah. hours, my hands got all soft. It was really silly. <laughs> I was like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be able to come back. <laughs> but when I came back, it was like, you know, there's a lot of a lot of muscle memory for that many hours worth of work. So it kind of takes over after a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, was that with Sniper Sixty Six? Yeah, Sniper Sixty Six, and then I also had yeah. uh, uh, Crime Revenge is kind of a side project but it's turning out to be like the super good band. Uh, so we've been doing a couple of those too, uh, cause that's kind of a new project. Uh, so we've been trying to write, the guys were trying to write just over messenger for a minute. Like we'd get a riff from James and then Todd would write lyrics and they'd go back and forth. Dylan and I, as the drummer and bass player, just like, cool, whatever you guys want to bring. <laughs> yeah. like, I'll play along to it when the time is right, you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and then um, I also have Threes Away. We haven't been doing that much with those guys. It's like, come on, I just got a practice space. Now let's hit this shit. But everybody still has to wear masks and stuff. So, stuff, man. We're making it happen as best we can. So you're drumming with a mask on, or what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Damn, yeah. that's hardcore awesome. Fuck. And like, <laughs> screaming and shit, too. Like, it, it definitely takes some getting used to. Yeah. Um, like it at first it felt like a, a thing that was kind of like unfeasible to do in reality. And then you just keep doing it. And cause our, um, in sniper 66, our bass player works at a grocery store. He's in the meat market. So he doesn't have too much interaction with people, but I mean, he's, yeah, he's in kind of ground zero. So, I mean, he stays as safe and as uh, sanitary as he can. And that's all he can ask for. And, since we're like in a small space, it's pretty easy to just like spit on your bandmates. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Take the microphone and just a couple feet away from them. So we just keep our masks on and we've been learning how to kind of fight through it. You definitely have to figure out how to breathe differently. Mm. Like if you know you have a line of like a whole line of screaming coming up, like it's been, it's been a, it's been different for me to, to sing differently really, but it's doable. Yeah. I just Wait, always I always so, admire oh sorry. Good I was gonna say you sing and play the drums. Yeah. Mm. And you're wearing a mask. Wear a mask. <laughs> yeah. Dude, mad, so like, mad I respect. anything to make this shit happen. So like if that's what I gotta oh. do, that's yeah. what I fucking what I gotta do. Right. You know but that's pretty beautiful if more people lived by that, you know, yeah. things would most definitely yeah. be different. But that's yeah, really admirable. It's super hard, but it's worth it. Yeah. And it, it gets easier, really. I mean, like, I'm kind of used to it now. 
um, and it's only been a few weeks. I think, yeah. like, too, like, that's going to be probably, like, the new norm, too. Like, you know, yeah. there's going to come a time where, where we're not, like, I'm already to the point where I'm like, fuck, like, I really need to play a show because I don't know what to do with myself. So if I have to wear a mask, like, during it, before and after, like, okay. Yeah, so we're doing this uh, web, like, streaming show with Sniper 66 and Crime Revenge uh, this Saturday for a venue uh, here in Austin that we really want to keep open uh, called Kick Butt Coffee. Yeah, and, and so we're doing the streaming show for them, and we're like, well, I mean – not that just we're trying to prove a point, but like, yeah, we're trying to prove a fucking point. We're going to yeah. play in masks for that show. And, you know, there's, there's some, there's some of that magic that gets taken away, but not being able to see their mouth move and like sing those words, but like you can still sense their passion in it, I think. And so, yeah. Uh, and so we're going to, we're going to play with masks on and it's going to be kind of setting a new normal. I think I, I hope, you know, I think that's like such a huge statement. Um, before we got on the line and talked to you, I, I went out to Texas, my first time to Texas from Arizona, <laughs> born and raised. And I went on tour with the band. And one of the spots we went to is in Austin was kick, kick butt coffee. Yeah, and I like absolutely loved it. And when I was telling her, telling Dre and Gabby, like listening to your music, that's when I was introduced to Austin punk rock. And it's, it's it's great, yeah, it was this great sound and everybody was so welcoming and cool. So I also am a photographer. So that's why I was on tour. I was taking photographs and I always have this thing that I'm going to shoot all the bands, not just the band I'm on tour with. Right. Yeah, that's and great. there was like, people were coming afterwards and coming up to me and they said, Hey, like, are you new to town? We like to like throw the new punks, like it, that come into town, like a barbecue. And they were just genuinely nice. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I was just like, wow. <laughs> They're like, what a feed your ass, dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but everyone was just, it was just so rad. And um, that's the first time I listened to Punks on Parade. I really got into, oh. into them too. They were really cool people. Well, they're not a band anymore, but I really love them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, that's, you know, I hadn't, you know, I saw some updates on social media, but I remember when I, that was like the band I, it, it had been some time ago, but it was. It was Love that band so much. Yeah, it was really cool, but it was it was like, oh man, do I want to move to Austin? I mean, I love. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> Phoenix is my home, you know. Yes. <laughs> like, no, the answer is no. <laughs> That's great. Are you from I'm, Texas? Are you no, from? That, which is funny that I'm saying no, but yeah, <laughs> um, I've been here since 2002, so it's it's been a minute. It's home. It's home. Oh, yeah. I, I don't call anywhere else home. Like, I, I spent some time in Alaska. And I was, like, born in California in, in uh, Orange County. And that's what kind of where I grew up. But, you know, I've done a lot of living here already. So, yeah, this is this is it. I don't I don't see myself anywhere else in the States. That's awesome. Even though there's a lot of cool towns like I, I love touring and visiting and hanging out with my friends and seeing like all the best things that these cities have to offer. Yeah. And then, and then I'm like a grandma. I just hand, hand them back, you know, so great. <laughs> I don't have to live here, but I can just play here for a minute. That's so, cool. Though. Are you That's in cool. Texas? Like the drummer of 10 bands. So if you move to Phoenix, you'd be in like 30 20. bands. Oh, yeah. <laughs> insane. <laughs> insane. Dude, that's how it happens, man. Uh, and I'm a drummer out of necessity from a drummer 
in one of my old bands that quit and we just said fuck it i moved from bass to drums and that was like 2004 um yeah it's been it's been wild because like everybody needs a drummer i was like well fuck it somebody's got to do it like might as well be me <laughs> and then now i'm everybody's drummer, which isn't a bad job but it's a big job wow yeah it's a lot of gear man <laughs> <laughs> and if everybody has their own logo kickhead, like I have to change mm. that out all the time, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's like playing cards for you, right? You're yeah. like with all your <laughs> drum heads. Yeah, I like... just I need it to be like a like this little like a gel slide in for like, like a can lights, but on my kick I just slide a th- fucking little thing in the front so I don't have to undo the all every logo. Mm. That's just smart, you know. <laughs> Spot here. I, I have to write this down so I don't forget. <laughs> Little sliders, but, uh, but yeah, there's there's definitely and people ask me uh, to play with them on tours and stuff because they know I love the road. So I'm I'm also like a frequent member of OC45 from Boston. Um, I've been lucky enough to be asked to play out in Europe with Badco Project, like. Shit gets crazy <laughs> when you're when you're like when you're when you're dedicated and available. Yeah, dude, you're. I think you're just one of those like fucking like goals like drummer. Like you're you're yeah. doing it. You're living your life. How did you like? How did you get to this point? What brought you to this punk rock path? Like, let's start there. So, let's talk so about I, your roots. Like, yeah, I think about that. Like, because I've I've been I moved into a new apartment, so I've been kind of hanging up stuff on the wall that wasn't up before. And I'm kind of looking at, like, my, my cool, like, accomplishments. And I'm like, yeah. fuck, man. Like, yeah, it took a while to get here. But, like, it, it ended up seeming like it happened so fast. So I spent, like, I moved to Alaska when I was uh, 14, 14, 15. Like, right before high school. Because my mom's just out there. She wanted an adventure. So we moved to Alaska. And, uh, and so a lot of that was, like, DIY. You'd get, you know, I had a... I like made a fucking note and put it up at the grocery store with my number on a pull tab, you know, and like uh, got to know some people there, just DIY shows. It was a lot of, you know, the scene doesn't exist unless you create it. Um, there was a club there that closed right before I got there. So there was like this community that wanted something. And so we would set up shows at rec centers at like uh, boys and girls clubs and like fucking literally anywhere. I set up a, a show at the library in <laughs> in Anchorage that that below the main floor of the library was like the legislative chambers for like city of Austin like what? our city of uh, Anchorage like big shit and we were like throwing a punk show in this weird spot like we didn't know where to like stand or set up there was like no good spot we just set any of this shit up but they let me throw a show there and it was just a bunch of that weird stuff and then you know, not a lot of big things would come through, so we didn't have a lot of chances to, like, you know, open for a bunch of big bands to, to leapfrog and then get your start that way. So mm-hmm. nothing really happened other than, like, I, I learned a lot and made some good friends. Uh, and then I moved to Texas because California was – I was going to move back down to California. Shit's too expensive. And uh, so I moved here for affordability and for the music. Turns out those things aren't exactly how they were back in – 2002 uh but uh just tried to get bands going here i moved the anchorage or the anchorage band down here and 
that was kind of we played shows here for a couple of years and that just dissolved and we just went our own way so those guys are still in austin like i brought a contingent of alaskans to the city it's kind of weird <laughs> that's uh, so cool so alaska in awesome. texas that's so, so then, um, i was in a band like I, I got asked to 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 help out um kind of like a rock band that sounded kind of like matchbox 20 something like that i was like yeah i'll help you guys out three years later we sound more like Foo Fighters, but we break up and I was like, fuck it, dude. I, I, I didn't even mean to be in that band for so long, but, <laughs> <laughs> but like, here we are. I'm, I want to play punk rock again. I'm, I'm going to do it no matter if like it gets big or not. Cause that's what the Matchbox 20 Foo Fighters band was trying to do is trying to make it, whatever it <laughs> is, whatever their idea of it was. And, um, and so I was like, fuck it, you know, I'm going to play local shows all my life. I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm yeah. going to do what I want to do. And then the second I just committed to myself, uh, everything was great. Like, that was in, I started uh, the, the band Fight Plan in 2012. And then the next year I was, uh, I had been asked to audition for Sniper 66. That's awesome. And then shit from there, it's a fucking snowball. But I think that like what you had said was super key because I hear when I talk to any sort of success, successful musician or artist, it's like the one thing when you truly tell yourself, like, I don't give a fuck. This is who I am, regardless of where it takes me, because if yep. I don't do it, I can't be. And yes. so I think that that's huge and oh, really yeah. meaning it because it's it's yeah. easy to say that. And it's easy to you lie to yourself, you know. That's no yeah. good when you try to lie to yourself. So, I mean, just doing what you can for yourself to try to, you know, it's the pursuit of happiness, right? Like, what's your next goal? Like, I'm never, you know, you're never satisfied, right? Like, right. what's the next thing? I've toured Europe. Cool. That was my, that was my goal from when I was a little girl. But like, then you've like, then if your music takes you to Europe, you've like made it. Like, your, your dream is done. Yeah. So I've checked that thing off a few times. Like, what next, you know? There's always the next thing on the, on the to-do list. <laughs> I, try to yeah. keep, I try to keep the next thing, uh, you know, on the horizon. And just keep fucking grinding. Because it's a grind. Like, what playing... What? Sorry? Sorry, no, 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 go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I like, was It was, like, cutting out. I'm sorry. Playing drums four or five times a week. Few hours a day with different bands, like it's grueling, and people ask you how you could get it done, and I'm like, I don't really know. <laughs> like, I, I try to, I try to make time for everything, and I try to budget my time wisely, and I think that just working on that is uh, is clutch if you want to like really get some goals checked off. Yeah, well, that was one of our goals this year, Europe, but that went out the window. <laughs> Mm, yeah, I told Andrea there. I was like, yeah, I should have been like, well, at this point, like coming back from another Sniper Euro tour. Damn. Yeah, yeah we would have been in pretty brutal. We're in Europe right now. Yeah. Yeah, we had a we had a pretty extensive year planned for our like, I wouldn't call it like a comeback, but we've we've had uh, some member changes lately, and we we're like, fucking ready now, you know. And we had a yeah. we had a lot. Uh, road time scheduled and it all got fuckered like there's two two separate whole tours that we would have done already <laughs> like one one on the west coast and another one in europe yeah. but we're trying to do 
Yeah. We're trying to save everything that we plan yeah. for year. Just we're just doing it next year. We're already invited back to the same things that we were supposed to do um, in Europe. So we're just kind of making making the same plans a year later. And and I'm thankful for that. Just to even just to even think that like it could happen. Just like give me something to look forward to. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I'm at, I, I'm at my most I'm at my most depressed when I don't have a tour on the books. You know. Like for me personally, like it's like a thing that I need in my life. Like I, I need that uh, to to look forward to, to like feel like I'm accomplishing, <laughs> like feel like my grind every day is worth it. You know? Yeah. Like today um, I put out some gear for one of my friends out in my carport. Cause I didn't want to like interact with her. So I like rolled out the little amp and then like, I was like with the little box of gear and I'm like, yeah, I'm putting it back here. And then I, close the door behind me i'm like oh, oh. <laughs> don't go back to work <laughs> a part of you died yeah and then oh. i was i was just watching her through my cameras like make sure she like got it okay and like yeah. saw her walk away with the amp and i'm like damn that was the most uh, I've had. it's like <laughs> the closest to loading out you've gotten to in like months yeah since march whenever <laughs> like, since oh, i yeah. took my room apart but yeah i was like oh man this really sucks like yeah i was buying a desk out for some lady on the craigslist or something and she was like do you want some help and i was like no i just want to carry something heavy oh. <laughs> <laughs> no please um yeah i should I do need to rearrange my room now that that amp is gone. So I'll be like lifting stuff and damn. Oh, <laughs> I, just, like, I know it's so it's, it's rough, Dude, man. Funny how you miss the, like the hard labor and shit, you know, like, yeah, I miss the shit that sucks. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Now that you I miss, about it, yeah. I miss like, you know, the, even the sweatiness of a show, like, you know what I mean? The sweatiness of the show and like, everybody loves like, yeah, I'm drummer hugs. Yes. I'm, I'm five. Maybe. <laughs> I love hugs. I'm such a hugger and I'm five, three. I love being like short oh, and yeah. taking photos right here. Like, yes. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but I do like I miss walking into a crowded show from outside and then the bands on and me trying to bob and weave to the front to take photos yeah. like I miss finding like okay now I'm gonna go over here and and yeah. I even miss loading you guys's gear too like I mean that's <laughs> always fun it's like the excitement of walking in there so yeah. it's gonna happen <laughs> when it does it's gonna be like insane yeah so that thing that I have this Saturday like I get to do a full load in, load out. Like there's not gonna be anybody there, but we're gonna play at the venue. So it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty wild, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna get a taste of it. I might cry. Oh man. <laughs> do you That's you'll like, have to like send us photos and footage so we can like share on our social media. Yeah, stuff. there's some well Kickbook Coffee's uh Facebook and YouTube pages will have it and then like oh. the sniper is gonna share it and all that stuff. So nice. Nice. It should be relatively easy to find. It's um so that I guess that would be seven o'clock your time because we're starting at nine here. Gotcha. I never know like what what time zone Arizona is subscribed to at any given time. Like we never the change. That, oh. Yeah, you're just like bitch. You conform to us. That's what Arizona's like. That's what it's, it's the only state that's like. <laughs> 
We ain't moving because yeah. we're assholes. Yeah. We are at that, not us personally, our government's dicks. Yeah. So it's kind of very reflective. We have the highest that. COVID cases. Sorry. Oh, no. A little I, bitter. I, I, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, shoot. Talk a little bit about what exactly the show, you, like you said, it's benefiting the venue. We actually yes. talked about. Um, the National Independent Venue Association in our roundtable right before we talked to you oh, and cool. how we're seeing it affect, you know, our smaller Arizona venues. Are you guys trying to fundraise to, to help out the venue? Yeah, What's definitely. Uh, we're doing like, we're just, we're just urging people to donate what they can to uh, the venues, PayPal. Um, in, in hindsight, we should like some like event particular merch or something would have been, uh, smart, but we didn't have too much time, and it's been it's been weird trying to jump back on the merch horse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Try to like, get get stuff designed and then push it out to people that can actually print it. Hey, have you met Gabby Chaos? Yeah. <laughs> so, by the way, by the way, I own a merch company. <laughs> <laughs> well, we should. <laughs> I give out good deals. Good quality and uh, low prices, but good quality. Low prices. Soft styles. I yeah. like them soft styles. <laughs> I made this shirt. <laughs> yeah, I do, I do all the, the, well, I don't do the illustrations, but I do like all the digital uh, setups and layouts and yeah, all that stuff nice. for, for all the bands. Uh, oh, I, just, nice. I just can't draw with my drummer hands, but I can digitally manipulate <laughs> stuff. So, so I'm usually the one that takes care of all that. And it's been weird trying to get back into that, even though I have time. Like, I haven't been working. Right. Like, I work in, uh, com uh, like, commercial printing, like, uh, business print, like, laser printing. Oh, okay. And, uh, and I've been out of work since March. Oh, I'm oh, sorry to hear that. Yeah. I mean, oh, I'm, dude. luckily, I'm, I'm one of the lucky ones that are able to have, you know, an unemployment check. But right, I've never had right. one of those, and it's weird, and I'm just waiting. You know, I'm staying out of the way. <laughs> right. <laughs> people to stay home i'm like you, you should be <laughs> you should be because everyone's yes, fucking infecting each other <laughs> stop spitting on each other and stay home it's it's hard to find those silver linings right in the pandemic yeah. and i hate yeah. i hate to say that because there's so much pain and suffering that's yeah, and a lot surrounding of people, it a lot of people are in a lot worse spot than i'm in so i yeah. you know, like, feel very lucky but yeah but i mean at some you know someone did tell me they're like you know they're there's one thing to be said about time. Like we can't buy back time. And it's, yes, it's such a fucking bummer that we're not on the road. Like it would be so cool to come and hang out and give you a sweaty hug, you know, but at the same time, like you, you got, you've been probably able to create in a different way and then be able to possibly save and do things in a, in a different sort of way. It's so then different. Um, yeah. We haven't producing as much as I think that we maybe would have otherwise. Gotcha. If we were able to, 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 keep everything going the way we usually do it because um i don't know like writing writing all separately is just uh, is not conducive to the way we've been doing things so i mean i don't have a i don't have a whole album of music to to speak for the last four months but at the same time like we, we've got some stuff you know we've got some yeah. some good stuff going it's just um 
like I try to set realistic expectations for that kind of thing. Like, cause if you put too much pressure on yourself, it, you can self-sabotage. So just like, you know, go with the flow, let it happen. It's a lot different. So it's a slower process, but uh, it's, we're kind of back to where we were uh, with able to, to at least get in the same room together. So we're kind of doing like a hybrid of things at this point. Yeah. But it's working. And it's, it's weird. Cause it, you know, it, there is something to be said, like we we're all going through some shit, right? So we're healing in a way. So I love what you said about not putting too much pressure because we've never been in a situation to this magnitude. So being able yeah, to be kind to yourself, especially the creative process. Cause I understand that because there's times where I'm like, you know, I'm not creating as much as I should. I'm not, you know, I not, I have to find a different way to create. And it's, and it's, it's easy to get caught up in that spiral. I think a lot of people can feel that. Yeah. And you have to find, find your way to, to relax your creative brain too. Like, Cause if you, you know, if, like I said, if you have unrealistic expectations, you're gonna, you're gonna like be mad at yourself and like, that's not a good space to create. Mm -hmm. So, you know, let it, just kind of let it happen is another one of my mantras. Yeah. I I think it's, I think it's just one of those things where like, like Shoop said, like, if you just try to force it, maybe that's not the best version of yourself. Like I kind of work in the same way too, is like, it kind of puts us in a bind because our drummer lives in LA and we haven't oh. seen her since March. So everybody's like, what are you doing to like pass your time right now? And I'm like, they're like, are you writing a lot? And I'm like, I just have not been motivated to, yeah. to write at all. Like what, what am I going to say right now? Like, right. I mean, yeah, like I'm pissed off at like Trump and all that shit, but like just nothing has like hit me to like be creative and like, yeah. I wrote a song about my best friend's cat. Like we play, I played it on that. Yeah. That, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that was really just an exercise in writing. Like just, you know, I mean, just if you're feeling that down that you haven't produced, fucking write something silly. That's not like something that you're going to keep and put on an album on the fucking wall, you know, like write <laughs> something, write something just for the sake of practicing the art of writing too. I love that. Dude, in that Clementine song, that was like, <laughs> that was legit. It was good. Yeah, I was like, okay, I think I'm going to have to record this just for me at least. You know, <laughs> for me. Like, that's not a song that, like, is going to be taken to Sniper 66 until it's like, <laughs> never know. I really want that as my ringtone now. Can I get that as my ringtone? <laughs> Major things have happened with this band. So everything that gets, everything that starts out as a joke turns into like the best a, a part of our, <laughs> like the most requested song or some shit. So like we, yeah. we got to be careful with that. <laughs> no, it, I mean, there's so much great valid points you guys got, you, you're bringing up because, you know, it's not always the output that saves someone, right? It's, it's the act of doing. And yeah. so you're right. It's like, sometimes you do get, so caught up and it's it's not authentic it's not authentic yeah. that's the biggest thing right yeah your your passion's not going to be in it your yeah. your your reluctance will be damn my own <laughs> <laughs> that definitely makes you like feel a little better that like it's not just yourself that 
like feeling those like shit man four months later and I still haven't like yeah, done or written what I wanted to and I mean neither does my next door neighbor you know Am I, <laughs> yeah. should they feel bad <laughs> I know that. yeah but when that shit unleashes oh damn <laughs> yeah well like, and maybe it's just as much watch out it's gonna be like sniper tsunami we're just gonna be <laughs> Well, we have, we have like we have a new album that we should really be focusing on at this point. Like, we've only got a couple songs for it. Like, I don't want to uh, make it seem like we're ready to go, but right, like the process, like we're understanding where we're at a little bit better now. And then once we get something down, we know exactly what we're gonna do. We're gonna get it done, and then we're gonna put it on the road, and then we're just gonna like make the checklist. And fill it up, check it off. Nice. So we're not we're not losing sight of the fact that we can still accomplish these goals. It's just we have to do it in a different way, and we have to kind of wait for it. I keep using in quotes if anybody's catching me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that might have been like the third one already. So I mean, I mean, how what is the official count of the amount of bands that you're in actively? Mm. <laughs> that's too long to think about never um, mind <laughs> okay so like the bands that I play with like on a regular basis Sniper 66 Crime Revenge Threes Away uh, I'm in a band called Lizzie Boredom out of Dallas uh, 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 there's more there's stuff I'm forgetting uh, but then I'm also like moonlighting in those other things well, Fight Plan is still technically a band. We just haven't played in a while. I bet, I mean, I can play those songs if I sat down right now to them. Yeah. But, I mean, four, four or five. I think there's one that I'm, like, stupidly <laughs> freaking that's, like, in town and shit. Um, but, anyway, uh, at least four that I'm, that I'm working with, like, on a regular basis. Four plus. Four plus. Four, pretty... four with a big, fat, bold, italic plus, yeah. Nice, nice. I dig that. But so somebody once asked me, like, how many songs I know, like, I can pull out of my quiver, like, right now, and I counted it up, dude, and it's it's like over two hundred songs. Like, it's wow. I have like covers and stuff from various bands and stuff, like loaded in. Sniper's got like almost sixty songs in their catalog alone. Uh, There's a lot of shit. Does that include Clementine? Just kidding. <laughs> 201. <laughs> up in the two tens or something like that. It's pretty wild. It's amazing. That's imp- but, that's really impressive. Yeah. But I push out other stuff that I like just like with that I had in there that I don't need to know anymore. <laughs> it just gets pushed out and you still put new songs in. Goes out this year, you know, you're like, yeah. I'm just gonna put you there. Well like people are like, Oh, you've seen that movie? And I'm like, Yeah, uh, yeah, I've seen that movie. I don't memorize every line from it because I got other shit to remember. I got I got three hundred and one songs to remember. Remember, <laughs> I drink beer and I smoke weed, dude. I'm just like hanging on right now. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag goals. Hashtag goals. <laughs> That's rad. Finding your balance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, funny story when we were looking for a drummer back in I think September your name actually got thrown at us by um, bad cop 
Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> I love them so much. I was on tour with them when I was um when I was playing with Starving Wolves. We did a tour with them in Leftover Crack and I just love them. They're like they become such like I mean you guys know you you've done tours with them too. Like they just become like part of your heart. <laughs> like my whole <laughs> yeah. life is because of those ladies. It's They're really so amazing and they just really, really care for their people. They yeah, really I do. Learn, I try to learn uh, how to handle um, tough situations with my friends better because of the way that they help me out with some stuff. Like just mm-hmm. how to, just how to be a, like a giving, respecting person. <laughs> there was... You need those role models in life. You know? It's so true. I remember I was like messaging Jenny about something that I wanted her just opinion of like this mutual situation. And I was just like, I had to muster up the courage, even though like we've talked and I've gone on tour with, with the pinks and them. And then she's like, yeah. can I just talk to you? Can we just call on the phone? And she's like, I miss talking to you, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, I was like, okay, this is amazing. I miss, and just, I miss talking to Jenny. She's so cute. I know. She's like, <laughs> dude they've even like canceled the pinks too like when we were going through that whole like transition just all like literally all four of them i was we were like i don't know what to do yeah and they just came at with like such respect and Mm -hmm. really just made you think about like okay you can do this you you're supposed to do this you'll do the right thing like Mm-hmm. And uh, they were they were pivotal, like when we were transitioning from uh, our old drummer to our new drummer. So, like, yeah. I love Dad Cop; they're awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah. I first I first met them when uh, Sniper Sixty Six opened for the tour that they did with Interrupters, mm. and um, and I was just like I had I didn't know much of them other than you know a few singles here or there. Um, but they were so fucking nice. Like, and we were just like mm-hmm. the local band on the bill that night. And like everybody, well, everybody that night was great, but um, they were just like instantly like gracious and friendly. Yeah. And I, and that's a thing that, um, that some people say like, oh, you're everybody's friend. And I'm like, no, I just treat everybody like they should be. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like. Weird. <laughs> weird <laughs> like, <Yep. laughs> why shouldn't they be yeah yeah it's so important you know and I think that that's one of the many things obviously other than them being amazing musicians and it's just that just treating like you said never forgetting like yeah. where you stand and and the impact you have on someone that is something like my mother said to me so much like you never know how you can change someone's life like you really yeah. don't know so, right. I was, uh, we, we played a show in San Francisco and Joey Cape came to the show and Lagwagon's been my favorite band for a very long time. And I was like, it's Joey Cape. He's ordering a pizza. Oh my God, he's right here. And uh, <laughs> I think it was Mira that was like, do you want to go talk to Joey Cape? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> um, sure. And I was just like a fucking basket case and then he was like hell oh, hey you're a really you're an excellent drummer and i'm like <laughs> you guys didn't see she like literally I, melted to the ground just now thinking oh, yeah. about this I, situation I, I, then i took a stupid picture and i let him eat his pizza and then i was like 
my life is awesome. <laughs> I love my, she goes, she's all, what, what, Joe over here? Joe? <laughs> you want to talk to him? Like, she's all first naming him. You're like, what? <laughs> want to talk to Joey? Like, yeah. No, I don't. I think I ran away first. <laughs> that That's what you do. That's what you do. Okay. As much, like, as, as privileged as I've been to be able to, to meet and play with some of my heroes, like the more I realize that everybody's just a dude, you know? Yeah. We're yeah. all just a dude. Cause some, <laughs> like I've had, I've kind of like crossed this weird little point where I'll get people in, in like younger local bands that are like, Oh man, like it's so cool <laughs> that you're here. And like, you're talking to me and I'm like what are you talking about like don't be afraid of any of these people like they all are cool enough to talk I mean like so everybody has off days on tour but you know like nobody's so high and mighty that (laughs) it's just as some questions are like a hey what's up from from anybody anywhere you know it's just as cool to talk to them as it is to talk to you. It's yeah. like, it's an exchange. Tell me yeah. about your favorite song, you know? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I always fangirl. I always, sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, fangirl out, you know? But I love that shit. Yeah. Because I mean, somebody else is as passionate about my music as I am. Yeah. And that's, that's like, that's like planting a tree and like letting someone else have a fucking tree house in it, you know? Like, I love that shit. Like it makes me feel fulfilled that I can that I can build up something like that, and and you know I'll, you know Dylan gets a lot of credit for writing some really poignant lyrics to some stuff, and it kind of it, it hits some people in in the feels, and I like being part of that because we're writing about important things sometimes, a lot of times. Like we used to be like a writing about getting drunk with your friends band, but then <laughs> but then things got really real <laughs> but, that's what uh, happened to the pinks too you guys had that switch too yeah oh yeah party, we were party like, drinking then boom party drinking pizza and then like it got real i was like what are what are we really trying to say like and then those and those songs that came out people were like i feel that i feel it and, like, oh, and they were drinking beer and eating pizza and feeling it <laughs> I mean, those two, man. Win-win. <laughs> no, but, I mean, it's the evolution, right? It's, it's the evolution of you trying, like you said, the constant improvement, right? Yeah. And, I mean, at this point, Sniper's been a band for 10 years. I mean, I've been in it for about seven. So I, did, I wasn't there from the start, but I consider myself, like, I, I am a part of Sniper. Like, like that's, that's my shit. Um, <laughs> But I mean, the, you can't go ten years without evolving a little bit. One of the cool things I liked about Sniper is that you guys have a lot of music videos. Yeah, we we really understand that that's like the medium that you need yes. to be in, and it really helped us out at at the beginning. Like um, the guys made the "I Know It's True" video before I was in the band, um, mm-hmm. but that kind of took off and helped them get started get established like people would share the shit out of that thing and um you know music videos i think are super important so we put a lot in we put a lot a lot lot into them 
Yeah. We've got a buddy that's done uh, basically all of our like official music videos that at the, at the onset, he was in school for that. And then, oh, wow. you know, he just, you know, got better and better, better. And then, you know, we're making like the, the three videos that we did for um, the Annihilator album. We did all of those in one day in the same place and re- like recorded them in different like corners of the room and like different lighting, change clothes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, music videos are important to, to really just get eyeballs on your band. Right, and, and just have that constant like uh, all day media. Long, yeah, there's there's a lot there's a lot of identity in a music video that people can relate to, and like they can see it. It's a little bit more tangible. I uh, I got a kick out of the one with where you guys get sucked into the video game. <laughs> I thought so it, it, I feel like like bands now they kind of just you know, shortcut it and just, we'll just film ourselves playing and that's it. Yeah. I love videos where there's like an actual storyline, props, like, yeah. like that was a great video. If you guys yeah. go check it out on YouTube, like. It's the video for a song called uh, Warrior's Way. And uh, I get to like stab a Nazi through the eyes with fucking broken drumsticks. And it was amazing. It's <laughs> fucking, <laughs> fucking great. Yeah. You had me on stabbing Nazi. I mean, let's be real. Fuck. There's a part in that video where our uh, our bass player at the time, Jeff, our he was the founder of the band, one of the founders. Uh, so he he just recently left. We have a new place, bass player now. But Jeff uh, like gets a Nazi in a headlock and like noogies him, but it's through this helmet. And I thought that shit was so funny. Like. <laughs> But I felt bad for our friends. We filmed that video in like in the middle of summer, I think, and it was like super hot. And we had them in wool coats, like beating them up, like <laughs> all fucking day. It was great. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and that's and this is to a lot. A lot of our listeners are locals, so it's Arizona, right? And everyone's like, it's a dry heat. Well, yes, compared to <laughs> Texas, you it's guys not. have like humid. You're humid. Uh, ours is pretty wet. It's yeah. not as bad. It's not as bad as like Houston. Austin's like, I call it like a fucking weather utopia. Like it's really nice here. It can get hot. Yeah. But I mean, everything that happens to the places around us doesn't happen to us. Like we don't get crazy floods and hurricanes like Houston. We don't get, you know, like there's some, some places of uh, Northern Texas that get tornadoes. Like we've never really had that here. Like it's, it's just like this nice little utopia in the middle of Texas. It's liberal in the middle of a giant red state. Like, it's great. <laughs> I think we need that's to that's true, because when I went there, it was like the little pocket of radness. And yeah. <laughs> a little pocket of rad, yeah. A little pocket of radness. Speaks to it very well. <laughs> so have, has there been any, like, I know me, me and you talked a little bit, like, in DM about, like, crazy tour stories and Oh shit! Okay, um, uh, <laughs> or like stories. Is there any story that particularly sticks sticks out to you that you can tell? Oh man, Dylan's so much better at these than I am. Um, I mean, there's been some some wild shit. Um, pick a country or something. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you can say that is pretty remarkable. Yeah. Pick a yeah. fucking country for me to tell you a bad story. <laughs> yeah. A lot of our Euro touring was in Germany, so like mostly Germany. 
there's just like life is crazy, man. And I don't know what, what's considered wild <laughs> anymore. <laughs> um, well, I are you, you um, have you no. had any crazy ghost stories? Uh, no. <laughs> There's been some fuck, some it's like weird places that people made us sleep for sure. That I was like, this place is certainly haunted. Um, <laughs> but okay, I'll tell you about the crazy time it, at Punk Rock Bowling. That was pretty wild. Um, so we played the main stage at Punk Rock Bowling. Uh, it, it was like dream come true shit. And like, we are so amped for the whole thing. And I'm told not to bring like any of my gear on stage. Like, They'll, they'll take care of everything. And I was like, eh, I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> Back line here usually sucks. There's always something wrong with it. So the guy, you know, the guy gets, you know, I, I talk to him. I see what he's got. And I kind of pick out what I want to be up there. And uh, I get all set up and things are okay. I'm like really fucking with stiff, kind of down to the wire. And we go on in our, I think it's our third, like everything's going great. Like we're the, I think the fourth band on the day. So we're, we're still pretty daylight early, but, but like enough that like people are, people should you know, start coming in. So at the beginning, like I'm, I'm looking out and there's like a fair amount of people and they're all kind of starting to walk in from getting let in. And, uh, and then my head gets sucked down into the doing my job thing. And anytime I like look up at the moment, like more and more people are there and I'm like, fuck, <laughs> this is getting crazy. This is getting real. So the third song in, uh, we play a song called uh, One Shot. It's a song that Jeremy sings. And it's got like... It's like a really like thumpy train driving thing until it breaks out and there's a giant like little crash and then we're going fast. So I go to do the big crash and the fucking cymbal dumps over. And I'm playing like... It's like a fucking shield that I can't hit. And I'm doing the whole fucking rest of the song with this just pizza in my lap and uh and then a couple like i try to fix it and then it dumps over again a couple songs later and i'm like just i'm like freaking out about this thing and and like the guys are having fun they're all fucking bouncing around on stage everybody's jamming i'm just trying to hold it down and then the kick pedal goes out oh man not ideal uh not ideal at all so Luckily, I, I hooked up a, a double bass slave, so I, I had the left foot that I was hitting. And so I'm, like, looking around for the drum tech, because, like, this is too much. Like, I need help. <laughs> I need help! <laughs> Somebody fucking help me! So uh, so I look over to the side of the stage, and, it, and uh, Pat from Anti-Flag is, like, he's not next, but he's the band after that. So he's just, like, watching us play, and I was already nervous about that. So I wait for him to like finally look back over to me and I'm like, Hey, I need your help. And I'm like still fucking trying to hold this song down. And, and he like, he can't come over from where he is. So he has to go all the way around the backside of the stage oh, and like go up the ramp to try to help me. At that point, he thinks that only the symbol dumped over is what I need help with. But I'm like, Still drumming along to my brother. I remember the fucking song. This was five years ago at this point. I remember the fucking song we were playing. So we're playing my brother, and I'm playing the, the kick with my left foot. And I'm like, no, it's down there. Like, trying to motion to my oh! kick foot. And by that time, like, the drum tech had realized that Pat from Anti-Flag is helping 
this random band from Texas. <laughs> like he, he's got, he got caught off the job. So like now I've got both of them trying to triage my drum set. The drum tech is underneath my fucking drum throne trying to fix a pedal that I'm actively kicking with the other foot. Pat's trying to put the hook and cymbal back and like everything's going crazy. By the time all of that like gets finished and I look up, there's like 2,000 more people in front of me. Like <laughs> shit was crazy. And like, cause I got sucked out of the moment that the guys in the, in the audience was in just trying to make this thing still happen. And um, one of my proudest moments happened then when, um, when A, the guys didn't know that anything was like super wrong. And B, after that set, uh, Pat, go, Pat from Anti-Flag tells me, he's like, oh, you, oh, your kick was fucked up? I saw you drumming with your left foot and I thought you were showing off. Oh, <laughs> shit! <laughs> Damn. Awesome. I was like, no, bro. <laughs> Everything was fucked. Oh, man. It That's was awesome. pretty wild. My adrenaline you- through the roof. Cause that shit you can't like fake. Like you're you're the foundation. You're literally holding it fucking together. We'll say you're only as good as a drummer because if your drummer fucks up, yeah, everything fucked everything up. Does. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah. fucking Just amazing. Thinking about that moment, my um, my fucking blood pressure's high. Oh my gosh. <laughs> fucking. <laughs> you're like actively kicking the. Guys, like, trying not to get smushed. Yeah, but there's two, two beaters to that. So, like, the left one right. is just... And it could, like, hit him back. I don't know like, how he did. He's Like, like yeah, Home Alone like, style, like, could do that, you know? Like, you know? <laughs> you were just showing off the whole time. <laughs> that's... Yeah, we showing off. But that's one of the things about, like, once you get good at something, figuring out how to, like keep the keep the plane flying when like everything's on fire you know <laughs> like if if something gets thrown across the fucking room and you know i don't know if like if a drumstick drops in a certain spot and like i don't know it's fun to recover it's fun yeah. to recover swiftly and efficiently it, it reminds you that you're fucking alive and you're playing in the moment yeah <laughs> And you're only as good as your instincts. Fuck. <laughs> that's insane. <laughs> so, I can't get over that. I thought you were just showing off. Like, you were just like... <laughs> and, and you were probably, when you were doing this, like, pointing downwards with your head, they probably thought you were just, like, really into it. Like, they are yeah. like, wow. <laughs> she's getting into it. <laughs> Motherfucker. I'm going to try to find video now, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Have you seen video of it? <laughs> um, I've seen video of the first part of that song when the cymbal drops over. Oh, and there's no video of the rest of, like, I don't think there's video of the rest of the set. Wow. Like, there's, like, little snippets from people's, like, Instagrams at the time or something. Yeah. But um, uh, one of my friends was there. We had, like, a bunch of people from Texas go that year. And mm-hmm. she had, like, one song recorded from the pit. And it looked it looked pretty cool, but it was just one song. Like I, I have like memories of that day. <laughs> I have to keep those. <laughs> Damn. Damn. All right. So I ask this question literally to every guest. So 
I apologize in advance. <laughs> okay. okay. It started as a joke, but every time I don't ask, everyone, the listeners are like, where the fuck is the, is the question? So if, if you were a burrito, what kind of burrito would you be? Oh. I like how when I preface it this, like nobody thinks it's crazy. Like they get really serious about that. Like what kind of burrito would I be? This oh, is serious I mean, I, shit. Um, I think, I think I'm a California burrito, uh, but I don't eat meat anymore. So like a California burrito with like, you know, TSP or something like the soy shit or whatever. Yeah. But are you a fan of avocados? You love oh, avocados. Yeah. Okay. So, cause that's California, avocado. right? So avocados and fries. Right. Right. And, but, yeah. but California avocados and fries. Uh, I feel that. Mm. I feel that. <laughs> Feel that I, mean, I like like it. Like I feel like I feel like there's only so many burritos. I feel like you should be asking people what what kind of taco they are. <laughs> True, fucking love. Because yeah, that could some time. different things. I would say I would say that uh, before when I eat meat, I was an al pastor. Now I'm a uh, black beans, eggs, and green onions. Nice. I feel like I'm the taco that falls apart, but then it. You still pick it up and it's delicious. <laughs> you are like, just because you're broken doesn't mean you ain't worth it, honey. Right, you're a taco man. You're still good on the floor. Broken. You know it. Pick up your spork and you just, you just go to town. <laughs> Any way you can. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Taco of the day. <laughs> Tacos. That's going to be my next follow-up question. There you go. Digging it. <laughs> So we've, we've talked about Sniper 66, we've talked about drumming, we've talked about this crazy punk rap bowling story. Um, <laughs> this, so we kind of, we have a theme with, on our podcast where we ask our guests if they've ever experienced anything paranormal or if they believe in it that, if they've seen aliens. Um, oh, you've I, I up a lot, like you said you slept in some weird places that might be haunted. Do you, have you ever seen anything? Um, that was just creaky shit, and there was just old German buildings. But um, when I was when I was younger, when I was like twelve, uh, my mom and I used to go out to her friend's um, place in southern Utah, this little tiny town called Gunlock, Utah, uh, in the like the Red Hills and shit. It was it was really awesome. It was really pretty. But um, one day we saw like these like a set of like three like triangular lights and like it was across the like this this butte essentially it was just like kind of hovering there moving like uh, nothing should really move <laughs> like nothing that i know and uh and like the lights went out for a second and then they came back and then all of a sudden it kind of jiggered and then just like zoomed off like super mm -hmm. fast and i got and and i got this weird like feeling like it's this weird um kind of like you're you're at like a great height or something like a feet like this weird like it's i, I kind of i think i relate to it as like my paranormal feels okay whenever i'm feeling like yeah. oh shit like that's some unexplainable shit like i yeah i think that's it like so i felt like this this heightened sense of like that wasn't anything that i recall so fast forward to like two years ago, I was on tour with OC45, uh, the band out of Boston. And we had a, we had like six weeks of tour and only like 
two days, three days off tops or something like that. It was crazy. It was grueling. Um, but you know, Hey, if you, <laughs> once, once you get to a, you get to a point where you're like expecting load in. So when you get to a day off, you're like, what the fuck? Where's my load in? But so we decided to do acid on our day off in North Dakota. Naturally. <laughs> I dig it. <laughs> this is I've been in like, North Dakota. I get it. <laughs> this is like a combo answer. This is like kind of gets to your crazy tour story and to your paranormal. So we decided to do acid in the middle of nowhere in fucking North Dakota. And we got like this little like fucking motor in or whatever. Um, it's just, just a bunch of truckers in there. It was, it was, it was, a, it was a nicer place than I'm making it sound, but um, it was just like your standard indoor because it's so, so far up North. It was like an indoor motel. And uh, so we were like creeping up the hallways and stuff and we decided to go outside and we're fully tripping. But one of the, one of our guys wasn't like, he's not into that. But this is my first time I've ever done acid in my life too. So I was like, Oh wow, man, I could see anything, anything could happen. Right. Like I know I was in good company and I was safe and I was like, all right, let's do this. So uh, later on in the night, we go, we all go, well, all four of us go outside and we're like, just kind of taking it in, hanging out, like their guys are smoking or whatever. And uh, we we kind of like feel something fly overhead, not not too fucking high above us either. And um, it and it had like sucked the sound of the neighboring like highway out. Like the, for a second, like there was the absence of sound, mm. and then that thing passed overhead, and the guy that was not on acid was the guy that was freaking out the most. Oh, he was, oh you shit. See that? And it was just like one light underneath this thing that you can, couldn't really otherwise see. It was like this, either like there's some stealth ass shit going on in North Dakota or I saw another fucking alien. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Because it, it sucked the fucking sound out. Hmm. Wow! Because it went directly over us, and for in 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 that like moment that it was over, like every like all the buzzing from the road wasn't there. Still, it, tri- it tripped us out, and then we were tripped out because we were on acid, and it, and then we were oh, tripped no. out because Adam wasn't on acid, and he was tripped out. So we were like, oh. we should be really tripped out, <laughs> dude. Your guide was tripped. That's not cool. Fuck. <laughs> Uh, but there, yeah. there's but not a rule in the handbook for that yeah <laughs> there needs to be a clause damn it really should be like hey like, the, the safety cannot get like scared or paranoid or anything and like that <laughs> happened and like <laughs> and he was the rational one that's what you said right supposed to be yeah yeah I mean, he- not high one. <laughs> are like skeptic, like the more skeptic, rational one too. So when she's freaked out, I'm like, oh fuck, we're gonna die. And I mean, not, <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm like. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> I thought like a rational. I, I mean, I think it. I think I've got a pretty rational brain, so I'll try to solve something, even if I don't like know all the ins and outs about it. I'll be like, sure. okay, how how could that possibly get explained? Even though right. I don't, you know, or it could be this, even though I don't know. I think that's natural, like right. But I do have a a follow up question. The first encounter, you said you got this feeling. Do you? 
weird Do you fucking feel hype. like you're kind of empathic outside of situations like you pick up on people's energy i mean are you very uh self-aware in that emotionally a bit yeah. but it's just you know well it just, just makes sense base empath kind of yeah. stuff oh you you don't look like you're doing too hot and you look like you're trying to hide it i see you and i'm gonna hug you and i'm gonna leave you alone Thank you. <laughs> I just feel like she did that to me just now. <laughs> With her words. <laughs> walk away. I'm going to pat you on your little head and I'm going to walk away. Because I'm 5'3 and that would happen. Because I'm very short. I'm very, very. I raised my chair for this interview. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> my feet are dangling on the ground. <laughs> under your chair. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I'm having so much fun. We gotta go to Texas, guys. The shit is gotta, yeah. Uh, we gotta do it something does. about this shit. Yeah. So we're also making a music video that one of our uh, one of our fans, I guess, like we're we've met her before, not like super friends, but she was like, "Hey, um, I got this idea for a video. Do you guys want to do this?" Oh. Um, and we have a song on our first album called "All Dressed Up." It's about venues closing down and the chorus is all dressed up with no way to go. And so she was like, man, every time I get ready, I end up singing that song and getting all dressed up and then we've got no, nowhere to go. And we're, we're looking down the barrel of having nowhere to go no matter what. Yeah. Like, so we're making, making this video where, you know, it's like people getting ready and then people kind of going out and and then their venues closed or whatever. So they come back yeah, and they're all dejected, but they put on their mask before they go out and like try to make it like a mask PSA and, and like this uh, call to save our venues and just like, yeah, we feel you, man. Like we know <laughs> we feel the pain of not being able to go do this thing that we are accustomed to in life. Like a lot of us like do this. That's our family that we're missing out yeah. on too. Yeah. I, I miss, I miss the hugs. I miss the music. I miss all of it. You know, yeah. it, it's like, um, it's I feel a part like, of you. I, I feel like a normage norm on cheers. Sometimes mm. you, just, you know, you walk in there and they're like, eh. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I mean, the collective like shout like every time somebody walks in the door we all we all get wild you know <laughs> well i did recently we talked about in our intro i did this uh this other organization that i do stuff with and we did like a digital zine before we were doing like print zines but you know because of what's going on we're doing a digital and we're trying to raise funds you know for one of our local venues as well so as much as you know the big acts the saber stages is huge to promote and be a part of and everything else too yeah it's doing what you can for the local ones too because I mean, I mean, where, music where has saved all of our lives right it, it really has even those bigger bands aren't going to be able to do bigger shows they're going to have yes. to play smaller venues if those fucking smaller venues get shut down, nobody's going to be able to do anything because there won't be any limited cap clubs to play. I mean, I just think that you should be the poster. I mean, you fucking drum and sing and wear a mask. I mean, there's your fucking poster right there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, this is I'm, how I, to live. I, I always try to 
fucking put action is where my mouth is. So, you know, we, we talked about it for a second, like, well, we can make sure everything's sanitary and stay away from each other on the stage. And we're like, no, just fucking wear a goddamn mask. Motherfuckers, we do this for hours on end in this tiny little room. Like, it'll be cool. It sucks that you can't see what, you know, what's going on all the way. But, I mean, if, if my face is up to a microphone, you can bet that I'm singing something. <laughs> I say so much, though. I feel like everyone's, it's the eyes, too. So people are yeah. going to get a different, yeah. like, experience. I mean, I'm plenty expressive. There's plenty, there's plenty to do. Start doing what, some... I, I, I have eyebrow exercise. I'm just oh, kidding. <laughs> I have noticed that it's a uh, it makes communication between bandmates while we're playing a little more nuanced. Because <laughs> uh, I can't just mouth something over to somebody like, "Hey," like, oh, yeah. or or like if we're dropping lyrics for something and I'm trying to pick them up, like I have to do it on the mic so they can hear it instead of like just mouthing it or something, you know, like right. I've had, I've had these like these couple of instances come up where it was just a little bit difficult, a little bit more difficult to communicate uh, with bandmates, but you should I mean, that, that's another thing that we're learning how to do in this new normal. Well, you should take the experience from punk rock bowling in the mm. head tilt and maybe do some crazy <laughs> little like <laughs> symbols. Yeah, like, have like a whole series of head nods that mean different things. Yeah. Like I'm a fucking baseball line coach. Exactly. <laughs> but I'm using my hands. I can't like. Truth. Truth. <laughs> I can't Gotta rethink those... it. <laughs> uh, shoot real quick. Go ahead and uh, plug your social media where the listeners can find you and um, all your bands. Okay. <laughs> like, I like it. She don't really says your band, but she's uh, all, all your bands. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna keep this one to the to the shorts and sweets. Uh, the Sniper 66 is uh, pretty easily findable on the Googles. We've got Sniper 66 ATX. Uh, I think is our Instagram and Facebook. Uh, we've got Sniper66.com. You can get to all the other stuff. Uh, Crime Revenge is on Facebook as Crime Revenge Punk. And Instagram. So those two bands are playing this Saturday at Kickbuck Coffee for a streaming event to save them. Uh, that'll be on Kickbuck Coffee's YouTube and Facebook channels. We'll share it from our own. And then we've also got Threes Away just released an album in February on my birthday uh, that we're still trying to push out. Threes Away is on Facebook, Spotify, all that stuff. And uh, Lizzie Boredom are my girls in Dallas that I hope to play with again very soon. Uh, I'll keep it to those. <laughs> awesome. Well, dude, we should definitely tour together and play some shows after, you know, this shit gets oh, oh. figured out. Like, yeah. that's happening. I'm okay. stoked to take – I saw videos of you. I'm stoked to take photos of you playing. Oh, girl, I'm, I'm UFO stoked, hunting. I'm stoked to get – to get my, my hugs on you. Yes! Yes! <laughs> yeah. <I did> <laughs> uh, Hugger. And get you. So cool. <laughs> it was great talking with you. Well, yeah, it's been really fun talking to you guys. Thanks for asking yeah. me to talk shit on you. <laughs> <laughs> We're down for that all the time. <laughs> yeah, dude, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, thanks. thanks. All right. There's gotta be a
Once again, thank you, April Shootman, aka Shoot, for joining us on this episode. Make sure you go follow her band, Sniper 66, Threes Away, Crimes Revenge, and many more. Download their music, buy their merch, support independent bands, support DIY bands. It's a hard struggle out there right now. We're not playing any shows. DIY bands support on us to support them. So go out there and do your part. Also make sure that you go to the website we mentioned earlier in the roundtable discussion, the National Independent Venue Association. Get out there. Make it count, guys. Our venues need us. Our small venues are depending on us. They're not receiving any. And honestly, this worries us. So go out there, do your part, fill it out. Be vocal, be loud, be proud. We're punk rockers. We're in this together. We do this together. Remember to head over to the website soundsistersaz.com to view and listen to previous podcasts. Go to Facebook and like us. Instagram to follow us at soundsistersaz. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button to be notified on new episodes. And check out our kooky sister podcast called Grave Sisters located under the Sound Sisters platform on all streaming platforms. Check out older episodes on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. And leave us a review. Show us some love, guys. We need to see some some of those five stars. We want to feel the love and hit subscribe. We have new shirts on our merch shop over on the website, so go get one. Thank you again for all your support. It means everything to us. On that note, this is your host, Randall, signing off with my lovely ladies. Reminding you to keep your eyes on the prize. Always do your best and wash your hands. Thank you. Good night. Bye! Bye.